For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome so much to the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm very excited about today's show. Today, we're going to talk about Facebook. And we're going to talk about how smaller businesses can benefit from Facebook marketing with Ramon Ray, author of the brand new book, The Facebook Guide to Small Business Marketing. I'm also going to take a caller question on Google Analytics and hang around for a second to learn how you can call in with your question. Let's go ahead and transition over to that question right now. Fresh off the jungle trail, here's this week's social question. Hi, this is Keith with FailureToPlan.com. I'm new to your website and um, new to podcasting, blogging. This is all pretty cool stuff. Uh, Anyhow, my question for you is, is there a place I can go to get a quick understanding in video form of how to set up Google Analytics? I don't know how to set it up for your most basic reporting Um, maybe someone knows where they can send someone for that. Thank you. Hey, Keith, um, let me go ahead and answer that question for you right now. And for those that um, don't fully understand what Google Analytics is, it's basically an extremely powerful yet free tool that you can embed on any website, and it will provide you detailed information. For example, at Social Media Examiner, we look at Google Analytics every day, and we track, for example, simultaneous real-time users on the site, We track the number of page views per post. We also track, for example, where content is, I mean, where um, traffic is coming from. And we can see, for example, if we get written up on another blog, how many uh, individuals were brought into our site. We can track the actual total number of unique readers. So it's really a very powerful tool, and you can do an enormous amount with it. And the good news, Keith, is setting it up is super simple. First, I want to just tell you how you can do it in non-video form, and then I'm going to reference you to a video. If you simply search for Google Analytics Checklist, and analytics is plural, uh, you will be brought to Google's actual step-by-step tutorial page, which is not a video, but it will tell you everything that you need to know. It may provide you a very, very quick um, access to some of your more uh, critical questions. Now, if you want to watch a video... I encourage you to check out the show notes, and I'll tell you a little later how to get to the show notes, but I found a great 11-minute video that talks about how to set up WordPress from the absolute beginning. Uh, I mean, sorry, how to, how to set up uh, Google Analytics within WordPress from the very, very, very elementary level, and um, you're going to find once you set it up, it's very, very easy. 
The hard part really is going into it and discovering all the power of it. And it's really not that hard. But setting it up is something you can do literally in about a minute or two. So uh, catch the show notes, which I'll talk about how to get to a little later in today's uh, podcast. And we'll have that video embedded there. Now, if you want to get your question answered, it's very simple. All you have to do is visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail. And it's, it's, it's pretty simple. You leave your message in less than a minute. You get a chance to briefly mention your name and your website. It must be non-promotional. And uh, ideally, the audio quality is good. We get a lot of questions where the audio question is great, but the audio quality is so poor that we just can't uh, roll with it. So uh, if you've got questions, I'll try to get to them. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash voicemail. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. With that, let's transition over to today's interview on how you can use Facebook for your small business. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Ramon Ray. If you don't know who Ramon is, he's the author of a brand new book called The Facebook Guide to Small Business Marketing. He also is the founder of smallbiztechnology.com. Highly recommend that website. And the man behind a great event called Small Business Summit. Ramon, welcome to the show. Thank you very, very much. I'm happy to be here, excited to be here. Always excited to uh, share with others and to learn. So thank you. Awesome. Well, today Ramon and I are going to explore how smaller businesses can benefit from Facebook, which is really the purpose of his new book. So let's just start with this question. Um, Why is Facebook in your opinion, a place that small businesses ought to be? Or said another way, what's the opportunity for small businesses? Sure, no, absolutely. And I think that, again, for sure, Facebook is not the only tool out there. Absolutely, many great social networking tools. And I always say, focus on email marketing and have a great website first and foremost. Um, however, I think Facebook is, is so good, Michael, I think for a few reasons. One, it is so huge, the biggest social network out there. So you know, your customers are there, your prospects are there, your mother's there, your uncle's there. Everybody in the world, you know, proverbially is on Facebook. That's point one. I think point two that's important is the granularity of it, is that you can target. So, you know, going back to advertising and things like that, that I think is the second reason that there you can, it's not just so many people are there, but Facebook can help you find the specific people that you need. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, Why is it that um, Facebook does allow that kind of granularity? I think they allow it because they can. I mean, you take a look at, at networks, just Twitter as an example. I mean, I'm sure Twitter could if they, you know, built the profiling, but pretty much you log on, sign on, and that's it. With Facebook, you're, you're discussing, you're chatting, you're talking to people, you're connecting, you have a profile, female, male, date of birth, all those things. So they have that rich information. And it's very simple then for them to say, well, now do you want to advertise to females who are small business owners and live in Texas? And you can do that with Facebooks to a very pretty good degree of granularity. Even I think, as I recall, Michael, you can correct me, I think even companies and things like that, you can kind of really narrow down that. And so that that's why Facebook does it. And for many people, it works pretty darn well. Yeah, I think, you know, um, think about 10 years ago, how marketing used to be. Uh, if you wanted to target consumers, for example, you pretty much had to purchase a list 
based on a zip code. And today, and by the way, you you might be able to tell based on magazine registrant data. You know, there were databases out there that could tell you if they had children and stuff like that. But nowadays, uh, with Facebook, you can, for example, uh, target people that are fans of the rock band Queen. Or, you know, you can target people that drink... Um, I don't know, Dos Equis beer, <laughs> you know, because these people put this kind of information out there or because they're fans of the pages. And I think that's pretty cool. And the other thing you can also do, do it a lot more economically too. So, uh, but we're not really going to focus so much on just the advertising side of this, but I think the bigger issue is what you said, Ramon, is the whole darn world is there. I mean, what's the latest over a billion people, right? Exactly. And that's a pretty big number. <laughs> that's hard to fathom. It really is. So, um, okay, for people that are listening right now that have, you know, they're on Facebook. Let's just assume a lot of people are on Facebook already. And let's assume that some of the small business owners listening right now already have a Facebook page. But they realize that they need to get uh, a larger following. What, may be, what might be some tips that you would suggest to help these folks grow a more um, bigger following on Facebook? I think there's three things. I mean, some people may give 37 things or, or one thing, but for me, I think, Michael, I think one is just the consistency is important. Um, and it, whatever, whatever that is you're doing, whether you're a, a veterinarian, a dog groomer, a, you're making phones, whatever it is you're doing, I think just the aspect of the consistency um, of, of posting on Facebook, I think that's, that's point one. Um, I think point two, what's important is the relevancy then. So, you know, going back to example, let's say you're a, you know, you're a dog walking service as an example. So you're, you're posting regularly on Facebook about things related to your potential or your actual audience. But two, don't post about your cat, your, your, your baby, and your birthday party and all that. In my opinion, you can be a little personal, but I think post about things your audience wants to know about, how to take care of their dogs better. That's point two. And then I think point three is be exciting about it. You know, maybe take pictures and show maybe what's the favorite, what's the best dog leash that people like. So those are kind of three things I think, and again, there's so many ways to do it, but I think it's really just a volume, do it on a regular basis, two, make it relevant, make it that people are interested in, and three, kind of part of number two, really, have fun with it. People on Facebook, they're not there to buy per se, but they want to have fun and chill. What I think is, uh, is interesting about Facebook that a lot of small business owners may not realize is the interconnectedness uh, between people. So for example, Ramon, let's say you are a dog groomer and you and I are friends on Facebook and I'm one of your fans. And for whatever reason, you ask a question about dog grooming and I post a response to it. My friends may notice that they may see that I'm interacting with somebody who's a dog groomer because of the nature of the way things are set up on Facebook. And just by having that interaction and getting your fans to interact, you are actually drawing more people to your Facebook page, right? I know that is powerful. That's another reason why I give kind of Facebook the edge. Sure, I wrote the book and I'm slightly biased, I guess, in that respect. But the edge, when you're trying to do deeper engagements, Michael, you're exactly right. And this, I don't know any other platform that enables you, not just for me, to reach out to Michael. But I now can advertise or post, you know, so many different ways to do it, can reach out to people who are interested in Michael. And I think that's where it gets powerful for an advertiser. And again, advertiser, the one who's spending money, or just, you know, using it as, as an engagement platform. So, that is so powerful because as advertisers, I mean, it's not just, and when I say advertisers, again, I'm using the word loosely, as small business owners who are trying to use Facebook, let me put it that way. It's not just the individuals you're trying to reach, but you want to reach their networks too. And there's nothing better than Michael, you know, using example, Michael telling his friend, you should check out Ramon. 
that's cool. Ramon, in your book, you talk about Facebook groups, and I'd like to explore those a little bit because I've got a sneaking suspicion that a lot of people probably aren't fully utilizing the power of this function. First of all, how do they differ from LinkedIn groups if you've got any experience with LinkedIn groups? And how do we find groups if we want to be part of it? Let's just kind of explore this a little bit. Sure. I think there's a there's a there's probably several technical differences which which I'm not going to probably go into right this second, but I think for me, I yes, I have used LinkedIn groups quite a bit. I, I must say, you know, Michael, maybe LinkedIn may have the edge on LinkedIn groups. LinkedIn has some very darn big and powerful groups, as you know, on LinkedIn. So I, I say that the, the advantage I think that Facebook has, again, it goes back to friends of friends. And that's where I think Facebook may have the edge in that. So going back to a LinkedIn group, I'm a corporate marketer and I want a group of, of, of people to talk about whatever it is on LinkedIn. Do that. That's fine. You build the group up. How you discuss and how you talk, you get the alerts. On Facebook, what's nice about that, I think, is that when you're in these groups, of course, you can make them private or public and et cetera. But I think what's still nice is that overall, you're still operating, in my opinion, Michael, within the realm of Facebook. And I think that's important to, to think about, which people sometimes don't, don't keep in mind. And what I mean by that is that if people are LinkedIn people, if these are professionals on LinkedIn, you may want to keep that LinkedIn group. And I, I don't think there's any problem with that. But if your world is on Facebook, maybe it's youth, young people, for example, Maybe these are people already on Facebook and they already have profiles on there using it in a good way. You may want to use Facebook groups. So that's, that's how I differentiate it, really. What is your audience using? Let me just throw out a little bit about how we use them because uh, we use them here you know, at our corporation, at Social Media Examiner. And we have a couple different ways we use them. One is we have a staff group. So it's a secret private group. And everybody on staff is in that group. And whenever there's something crazy going on, like one of our servers is down or we've got some cool announcement, we post it into that group because we know that our um, staffers are on Facebook all the time anyways, you know. And what's really cool about it is it shows us how many people saw the post. We can put documents up in there if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing. And then we, I also have private groups with certain individuals and that's just the easy way for us to keep a record of all the transactional data that we do back and forth on Facebook uh, between me and one person. So I could see someone using this for a personal assistant. Um, you know, and of course, I also belong to another group, which is uh, Chris Brogan's group. And he's got like 1,800 people in there that are just kind of sharing with each other. So um, uh, let me ask you a question because I don't use groups too much in a public capacity. Is it like, is there a group directory if someone wants to go out there and kind of find a group that already exists? Yeah, I mean, on Facebook, I think it's facebook.com slash groups. I mean, you can definitely find that on Facebook. But again, keep in mind, some are public, some are private, some you may not be able to find. So I think definitely there's, there's definitely, you know, on Facebook, you can search for, and Facebook is a very powerful search feature. So if you're, again, interested in uh, artistry, whatever that means, artistry groups, and Facebook then will help you find those groups you want. So, um, Yes, and I think it really depends on, again, is it the person who's looking to communicate with others joining a group? That's one side of it. Or is it that business owner who says, you know what? Just like you said, Michael, let me create a group of my friends or customers so we can talk about life or business with each other. Is there, um, is there any particular kind of um, rules of engagement for Facebook groups that are any different than, for example, just you know all the other activities one might do on Facebook? So if someone listening right now is thinking... Uh, you know, I own a business and I want to go into some groups and hopefully try to find some opportunities. What are some of the do's and don'ts? 
I think there's a few things, and I mean, I think this probably is, is similar for other groups, but I think for those who are new to, to online marketing and social media, I think point one, definitely don't just start diving in there and say, you know, buy my flip-flops or buy my, you know, purse or whatever you're trying to sell that day. Don't do that. I think point two, take the time to really become a social friend of that group. And that may take a few days, a few weeks, a few hours, depending on how vibrant that group is. That's point two. I think point three, make yourself an asset to that group and not without the word set. Don't do that. Make yourself an asset to that group. Um, and I think that's really where you're sharing, you're giving, you're responding to others. Um, fourth, then when it's your time to ask a smart question, you're going to get help. And I think my last point, Michael, I would say, be very careful if you're tempted to give that 1-800 number or say, hey, you can buy this for me. I think if it comes to the point of conversation, or if you're doing it with education or sharing, then it's quite welcome. And, and Michael, I think it's like life. You know who the good people are. You know who's not the good people on anything in life. And groups are, in a similar way, no different. After some time, the good people rise to the top. Excellent. Um, want to talk a little bit about third-party tools. Um, Facebook has uh, lots of tools that allow um, business owners to monitor and manage their activities on Facebook uh, to kind of make it easier. Are there any particular tools that you may recommend uh, a business owner get their hands on to help make the Facebook experience easier on them? I think there's a few. And again, I mean, I know that there's one tool and there's many that compete with this. It's called Grow Social, G-R-O-S-O-C-I-A-L. And there's many, again, tools like this. That tool is great when you want to have custom Facebook tabs on your site to do various things. So that's an example of one tool that's work, that works well. Um, and there's so many from there, Michael, I think of streaming. Many people are doing live streaming, whether it's private streaming or conferences, things like that. You can now stream to Facebook using many streaming apps. I think Ustream, in fact, has a Facebook streaming app. Um, so I think tools like this, there's so many that you can use to enhance your own Facebook page. That's point one. Or use to extend your reach further. Again, like I gave the example of the streaming app. Uh, many people, going back to email marketing, many of the email marketing services still allow you to embed an email marketing subscription form right on your Facebook page as well. So those are three tools that I can think of that are pretty good for you to try out. Excellent. Um, okay, so let's talk about engagement. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in the discussion, but I know you and I both believe this is so critical. Um, can you give some tips? And I'm not just talking about any kind of engagement. I'm talking about connecting engagement to the sale. And I think you have a chapter in your book, if I'm not mistaken, about how to go from Facebook to the sale. What are some of your thoughts of nurturing prospects into customers, if you will, using Facebook? Yeah, and I think that's an important question because for businesses, you know, it feels good to just, oh, I'm on Facebook. Oh, I posted this. I did that. But at the end of the day, if it's not making money in some way, I think it does no good. But I think a few things I would say, Michael. I think one – if you're able to offer something of value to an audience, that's point one, one of the starting points. And by that, I mean, are you doing funny videos? Are you doing a poem of the day, a picture of the day, a picture of the week? Are you asking a question, a survey, a poll? One of tons of things I can talk about that at least will attract interest. And that's point one, really, to get people to be interested in what the heck that you're posting on Facebook. After you do that, over time, you're going to build up this audience, this tribe, a.k.a. Seth Godin this tribe of people who are following you who like you. And again, your own site is an example of that. People flock to the site for information. So that's point two. Now you're building up this tribe of people. Then point three, what I would try to do 
is draw people into your funnel. And I hate to use the word funnel like I'm some sales guy, but that is what it is. After a while now, people trust you. They know I can trust you. Maybe you should link this and say, by the way, uh, if you're interested in, in this item of our picture of the day, click here for more information. They're going to click. They're going to get more information. Here's your opportunity now to collect more information from them. And I think from there, Michael, it's really up to every business owner how they want to do it. But that's, in my opinion, this fourth step where you can begin to close. People like you. They trust you. They're now on your site. They've raised their hand for more information. Now what you could next, do next is say, listen, by the way, we happen to sell this item. If you'd like to buy it, we'll give you $5 off. Click here and buy it. Now you're not being a jerk. You're not just selling. You've offered something. You've given people time to get to know you. Now you're selling it. Yeah, and you know this is a critical point that I want to uh, reinforce. Uh, at Social Media Examiner, we sell events, you know, physical and online. As I know, uh, you do also, Ramon. And the idea um, is that we share on Facebook um, content that's on our site, which is highly valuable and almost always non-promotional. And the hope is that when people read the articles and content we have on our website, that a subsegment of them will want to get onto our list to be updated when we have our next article that comes out. So the ultimate goal for everything we do is not necessarily to quote unquote sell, but to get them onto our email list. Because once they've given us that permission to receive um, in their inbox every day our valuable content, um, what will end up happening is they're feeding at our trough every day. And then a small subsegment of them will say, how much more will I gain if I come to this event? Uh, or if I purchase this product. So the this is one of the strategies that I know a lot of marketers use with social media, which is to move people from social and, and, and get them into the email list. And the cool thing about this, Ramon, is that the social sharing component, which I want to talk about in just a second here, also drives all this. Because when people come to your website or they come to my website and they like a post and it goes up on their Facebook page, that drives more new traffic to our Facebook page and ultimately gets more people onto our list and it's this kind of cool funnel. So let's talk about let's talk about some of the cool things you can do with Facebook outside of Facebook. How can Facebook be somehow embedded into my blog or into my website to provide some unique functionality? No, you're right. I mean Facebook is powerful because again, people go to Facebook, they can chat with their friends, see what other people are doing. That's great on Facebook. Two examples I can give, Michael. I was doing a, uh, a website lunch and learn a few weeks ago where I just bring people together, you know, just a few people and rip apart their websites, tell them how crappy it is or how good it is. So I said, it's my turn now to rip apart my own website, my turn. And people went to the site and they looked on the right side where I have a Facebook uh, plugin. I can talk about that later if you want how to do that. But Facebook plugin where basically you can see your friends who like my own site. And she was like, oh, that's neat. I, can, I see so-and-so who likes your site. So that's example number one. People going to your own website and Facebook enables you what's called social plugins. You can, you can go on Facebook and search for it. Facebook enables you to show what other friends like it. Another example, let's look at Eventbrite. You know Eventbrite, the event management service for those who don't know it, Eventbrite. Um, after you register, I think, or Michael, you may have seen this, or before you register, either way, Facebook enables you to kind of log in and say, hmm, who else is going to this event? So those are two examples that businesses can do to take Facebook offline, as it were, off, off of Facebook.com and build it into your website, your blog, because we're human, Michael. What, what did everybody do? It's not little 13-year-old girls. When I'm at an event, I want to see who else is there that I know of, and we hook up. You can do the same thing online. 
Yeah, and Facebook, I do want to encourage people to definitely find, um, I don't know if they're called Facebook widgets or plugins or whatever, but there's so many of these cool things that you can add to your website. The obvious ones are the share buttons and the like box, which you referred to, Ramon, which, you know, shows how many fans you have. And then when if someone's logged into Facebook, it shows if any of their friends happen to be fans of your website. But um, another cool one is the, um, the comments plugin. Uh, for my book, my second book, when it came out, we put a book website together and I just decided to throw the Facebook comments plugin on the bottom of the page so that people could comment about what they thought about the free chapter of the book. And that was great promotion for my book because what ended up happening was every time someone um, wrote a comment on there, it somehow showed up on the personal profile. So, you know, long and short of it, there's a bazillion things you can do with Facebook on your website that may not be obvious to those who haven't done it. And I like I like the example. There's so many things, but just to go back in the comments, I've even been debating. Uh, you know, I was debating it myself. Michael actually was debating: uh, should I use the comments one, or is another? You know, competing with discuss. I use discuss now, but I think, you know, the, the using Facebook's comments is nice because again, it's that built-in audience. Those billions of people where everybody coming to my site, your site, or whoever is listening to us, in the comments, people can see what their friends are saying, and that is way cool. Yeah, and you know, just just to help you with that debate, I would stick with discuss. <laughs> For a blog that has a lot of comments like yours, uh, I think discuss is much more sophisticated. But for one-off purposes, like if you put a special, you know, site together for your book, um, maybe that maybe that's the context, or for a sales page or something like that. Um, just because I don't think the Facebook comment system is sophisticated enough yet, not like discuss. Hey, um, I know you also have a chapter in your book about the about physical storefronts. Um, talk a little bit about how people can drive foot traffic into their stores with Facebook. What are some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a very powerful platform. And I think, again, for the business owner who's busy and, ah, all these things Ramon and Michael are talking about, calm down. <laughs> but these things will help. I was at a coffee shop yesterday in Manhattan, uh, Michael, uh, Bourbon Coffee, I think it was. And again, they had a little signage up there and I said, how's it working? And one of these things were loyalty. My point is loyalty, digital signs on the iPad. She said, it's working great. Because our customers who come back again and again, they're signing up because we reward them for coming back. So to answer your question directly, Michael, Facebook has a, uh, a check-in app and a service and all kind of things. People can look it up where, where people can go to your physical location and they can check in and say, I'm here. Now, that's nice. Other people can see they're here and that's great in and of itself. But as a retailer, you may want to do things and say, hey, listen, if you check in five times or say you're here 20 times, we'll give you a free this. We'll give you a free that a discount. So that's the way, Michael, that really, for, for no direct cost, kind of for free, really cheap, small business owners can increment that very little bit and drive more sales, drive more traffic, and, and get social, and at the same time, drive physical traffic to their store. So Facebook has a lot of options you can do uh, to, to drive that local traffic. You just have to be innovative and implement it correctly. One of the cool things that um, I, I see done is something that happened to me. Uh, I'm... Um, I'm a fan of a pizza joint where I live in Southern California, and um, they put up what's called, I believe, a Facebook offer, uh, and it was Friday night, and basically it was like, uh, I think might have been buy one pizza, get one free or something, and the idea was there's a limited number of these offers, and boom, I ended up taking it, and we ended up going there for, din for dinner that night, so I mean, there's a direct example of how you can drive traffic. No, that is, that is for sure. I mean, again, these are micro examples. People think, you know, you have to be big companies and do it. But isn't the world around small businesses, that local pizza shop, that guy who you get your taps on with your shoes, the place you buy your tithes from, 
all those things, this is about the local economy. And I think anything you can do to, to bring your customers closer to you, anything you can do to reward your customers, anything you can do to del delight them, man, do it. And these tools, many of them don't cost you anything. But again, the time to learn it, whether you hire somebody or do it yourself, I suggest everybody at least look into it. Ramon, I, I'm sure one of the concerns people might be thinking about right now is, um, you know, if I set up a Facebook page, for example, for my business and I get a customer who's not happy, they're going to write something nasty up on Facebook. Um, and this is probably a reality. Um, how would how would you recommend, you know, uh, a small business owner who does have an angry customer post something up on their wall? What's the recommended course of action? Yeah, and I think one thing, Michael, I just want to repeat that you just said, so people are clear, it will happen, so expect it. That's point one. It will happen. Nobody's perfect, and there are misunderstandings. I think a few things I would say, Michael. When you have an irate customer uh, who's displeased with something you did, right or wrong, to make it easier for us to discuss this, I think do reply. Some people say ignore it, whatever, but I think do reply, and reply in the most kindest, honest manner you can. Listen, thanks for your comment. Sorry we screwed up or sorry you didn't like what we did. What can we do to help? That kind of positive comment for most people will disarm people. All they want is a solution. Now, if they're ranting and raving, going on like a lunatic, like crazy, some tools let you delete that. But you know what? There's very little you can do. But the third thing you can do, if you're doing your job right, you will have an army of customers who do like you, who do love what you're doing. They will respond in kind and squelch that. It happened, uh, Michael, it's funny enough, with a very big vendor. Some guy was on their site and kind of bashing them. You know what? We saw it about, many of us saw it. We went on there and said, no, this vendor does very good service. So again, I think point one, responding, respond nicely. Two, at the end of the day, there may be nothing you can do. But three, your good customers, they're going to come back and hopefully overwhelmingly showcase what good service you are doing. And I think the key thing, folks, is if somebody called into your business and left you an irate voicemail and you never called them back, that would be completely unacceptable, right, for you as a business owner. Well, you got to think that people now are taking a different course, which is instead of calling you, it's easier for them to just write something up on Facebook. And and the fact is that um, more people are going to gripe um, because it's the simple path of least resistance. Now, if you don't respond to that because you're not monitoring your Facebook page, well, then that could all of a sudden become a big kind of problem because these people can start sharing the fact that nobody from this store responded and get all their friends. And I mean, yeah, bottom line is the key take home thing is you have to monitor whatever you have on Facebook. This is not a set it and forget it kind of thing. And I think a lot of people just like think it's like a website. They just stick it up there and it just works. That's funny you said that, Michael. It's not set it and forget it. Yeah, that is so true. You know, uh, blogs, uh, maybe. Websites, maybe. But Facebook or any social media, once it's up there, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you're a viable business, whether you're retail or, 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 or online, definitely monitor it. And there's a ton of tools that you can you get with that. And, you know, Social Media Examiner has all that good content up there anyhow. But definitely don't just set it and forget it. And it, it may be a bit overwhelming sometimes, but you know what? It just takes a few minutes per day or a few hours per week. Discipline yourself. Put it on a calendar. Go check it out. And then respond. And eventually, if you have a team who can help you with it, that even makes it easier. Yeah. And, you know, for, for the really small business people that are listening right now, a couple thoughts are, you know, do you have teenage kids that can watch it for you? Or if you've got some employees who maybe just have a few idle moments once a day, can you get them to check in twice a day? And alert you, you know, when something is up, because I know how it is and you know how it is, Ramon, we get really slammed. <laughs> 
but but bottom line is is uh, Facebook is what you make it, right? I mean, if you do nothing with it, um, then you'll probably gain nothing out of it. But if you're active with it and you begin exploring it, I gotta say, I, I think Facebook has like ten thousand. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a Swiss Army knife with ten thousand little 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 tools. You know what I mean? There's so many things you can do with it. That is very true. I like the analogy. I mean, you can you know again first start posting it and get your get your. Uh, um, you know, your, your, your content up there, things like that. But then, I mean, we've talked about so much. You have the third-party tool to get offline. You have the retail check-ins. I like that analogy, Michael. It's like a Swiss Army knife. That's exactly right. Well, um, Ramon, um, last question. Um, where can folks learn more about your brand-new book, Face Marketing for Small Business, and, uh, and you in particular? Is there someplace you want to send them? I'm sure a lot of people listening right now are like, okay, uh, you've wet my appetite. Um, I know I need to do, do more with Facebook now. Now, where do I where do I go? I appreciate that, Michael. I mean, Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. If you want to buy the book, you can go to your local store or online. The Facebook Guide to Small Business Marketing. Uh, definitely, you can go there. Um, I also have a landing page at smallbiztechnology.com uh, slash Facebook Marketing Book. But if you Google that or search it, you'll find it about me. You can always find me, as you know, Michael, smallbiztechnology.com. Thanks for asking. That's my home where I live where I post fresh content every day about technology and small businesses. So that was smallbiztechnology.com slash Facebook marketing book. Exactly. All lowercase, right? Okay. Hey, Ramon, listen, thank you so much for taking time out of uh, your busy day today to uh, explore the value of Facebook for small business people. It was fun. And thank you very much for the opportunity. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that interview with Ramon Ray. Definitely check out his brand new book. I think you'll find a lot of great insight in there. Uh, A couple quick things I want to mention to you. I know that uh, earlier in the show I mentioned that video for the caller question on Google Analytics. You can find it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 35. You can also find all the links that were mentioned in today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, I would love it if you would mind helping us get the word out easiest way to do that is to visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. That pre-populates a tweet into your Twitter stream that uh, lets your friends know you enjoy the podcast. Well, this brings us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Again, I am your host, Michael Stelzner. Uh, If you also love the show, um, it'd be great if you could help us out by visiting iTunes and giving us a review and a rating. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes is where you can learn how to do that. Well, I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.